podcast focused on lessons learned via the musician's backstory, as well as building successful careers in the business. My name is Allison M., and I'll be interviewing artists and industry experts and offering insights based on events Wisconsin Music Ventures has produced. Let's get down to business. On today's show, I'd like to talk about something called e-news. E-newsletters for musicians. A lot of musicians rely completely on social media. So gone are the days where we really have to poster everything, get flyers out one by one everywhere. Um, I guess you can still do that at some places, although currently mid-pandemic, not really even an option. But, you know, you don't have to spend money on that. You don't have to spend time on that. But people put all their efforts into social media which is great and should be happening, easy to do, no problem. However, you don't really know where those efforts are landing. And um, I mean, you can see by reactions from some people that they're seeing the content, um, or at least they are acknowledging that they're seeing it. Are they really, really seeing it? Are they really looking at all the information? Maybe, maybe not. But with an email newsletter, you can see amazing statistics on who's opening what, who's clicking on what, who is doing what with the information that you send, um, who is needing to unsubscribe for whatever reason. Um, it's, it's really great statistic driven stuff that you can deliver directly to people's inboxes. So you know, it's getting there. Unlike social media, where it's just a wild guess. Um, unless you're doing paid and targeted advertisements. Um, a lot of e-news services can be very, very cheap or free. And I'll get into that in a moment. Um, so many e-news services are very easy to use. If you know how to build your own website, e-news is just as easy, if not easier. If you know how to do certain basics online, e-news is no problem. It is very fun to put together. You can really personalize it, use your own brand, do all sorts of fun things with it um, to make it your own. Include links to videos that you've done, include, you know, sound bites to upcoming releases, include discounts to merchandise, all sorts of fun things. You can just make it your own. And I wanted to uh, offer you some insight from three different musicians who I'm aware of, whose email newsletters I receive. And they are all doing great jobs with their email newsletters. So I asked them some questions. I asked the same questions of all of them. And here are the answers. These are all singer-songwriters. Two of the three of them are in the area. One of them has been in the area in, in Wisconsin. Um, before, but now she is uh, in Texas, and I'm going to start off with her. This is Roxy Copeland, R-O-X-I-C-O-P-L-A-N-D, and uh, I'll give you her website information at the end. Love her. She actually helped out a lot when I was first putting Wisconsin Music Ventures together. I kind of sent a survey around to a bunch of different musicians that I was aware of through social media about how to do so in the best way, 
She's a singer who mentioned like, hey, if you're going to do pop-up style concerts in the middle of nowhere, you really need to make sure that you have the proper amplification for vocalists. You can't just go without without anything. And uh, so, you know, that was, that was really helpful for me because I was like, what? I can't go without anything? Really? I'm a singer. I'd be willing to try it, but no, not for a long time, full scale, like hour long concert or anything. So I, I, I appreciated that, Roxy. I appreciate the, uh, the real uh, feedback that I got from you on that. But I, I have been getting her e-newsletter for some time, and I love it. She does great work with that. So the questions I asked, how long have you been using an e-newsletter for you, you yourself as a musician? She said, I think about a decade. I said, why did you start using an e-newsletter? And she said, as an independent musician who doesn't have some huge record label shouting about my new releases from the rooftops, it's really important for me to be able to communicate directly with the folks who are interested in my music. I don't think it's a good idea to rely purely on social media. Sometimes those services go down. They routinely change their algorithms, and sometimes they tamp down your organic reach unless you buy ads from them on the regular. Bottom line, I prefer direct communication with the folks who dig what I do, and I need to use a platform that isn't subject to the whims of social media algorithms. A newsletter does a great job of checking all the boxes, and it's more personal to boot. I ask, what program do you prefer to use, and have you tried others? Why did you settle on the one that you use? She said, I currently use MailChimp. MailChimp. I looked into other programs, but MailChimp seemed to fit my personal needs the best. One of the things I liked about the platform is that they have a free tier for those whose email list is less than 2,000. Pricing goes up as, as your list gets bigger. So if your mailing list is on the smaller side right now, you can send out professional, good-looking newsletters without breaking the bank and then go up as needed as your audience increases. And, uh, you know, f full disclosure, uh, Wisconsin Music Ventures uses MailChimp as well. They also have a system where, like, if there's additional features that you want to use, uh, you can add those on for a price too, just depends. So, but a basic professional looking design is free if you have under so many subscribers and you just want basic features. So there you go. Next question I asked was, what is the best way in your mind to collect email addresses for your email newsletter? She said, I think that depends on your personality. I don't like to be pushy about it because I hate when people do that to me. So I have a sign up form on my website and occasionally I'll remind folks via my social media channels that my newsletter exists and why they might want to sign up for it. For example, if they want to be the first to know about new releases, tour dates, free tickets to shows, discount codes only available to subscribers, etc. And I also mention it from the stage at shows. I keep a newsletter sign-up sheet at the merch table and when it's clear someone would like to keep an eye on what I'm up to, I suggest they sign up. But these are just what works for me. There are a million other ways you can go about it, like giving away a free download or EP in exchange for a sign-up, or having a pop-up on your website or whatnot. Just for the love of God, please don't add people to your mailing list unless they explicitly sign up for it. You wouldn't believe how many people do this, especially in the early stages of their careers, and it's a real quick way to make people mad. I could not agree more with this, by the way, and this happens to me so often in, um, in music and in business in general, there's nothing that turns me off from a platform and from a, from another business or a musician as to when they add me to their e-news list without being asked. Um, so don't do it unless they you have permission. All right, next question. 
I asked, how, how regularly do you send out your messages? At a set interval each time or when certain projects arise? She said, it depends. On average, I'd say about once every six weeks or so. But when I've got a whole lot going on, like during a tour or when I have a new release coming out, that might increase to once every couple of weeks. Number seven, what do you view as most important when crafting your e-newsletter? She said, it's good to be authentic, but you also have to keep your brand in mind. If your music is dark and moody, you probably don't want to send a, ch a chipper email filled with sunshine and rainbows. I like funny and I like snark. They both play a big role in my music, so I try to make sure that my newsletter contains the same elements while getting across the information that I want to share. And ultimately, you have to remember that you're asking someone to do you a favor, to take time out of their busy day to read about you. So you should ask yourself, okay, what are they getting out of this? It's important that they find your newsletter worthwhile. Don't just shout me, me, me all day. Make sure they have a reason to click. Maybe it's because you made them laugh or you told a story that they connected with on a personal level. Or maybe it's because they can get your vinyl for 30% off that week. Make it valuable. Next question I asked is, how, how is an e-newsletter announcement different than other social media to you? She said, an email newsletter allows for a deeper, more personal rela relationship. Social media is, a very use is very useful, but it's a soundbite sort of place. You only have a few seconds to catch people's attention. Some folks only want those little occasional tidbits from you, and that's okay. You should definitely create a good social media content for those people. But for someone who really wants to know as much as possible about you and your music, newsletters are the way to go. And newsletters are great for turning casual fans into serious ones. Again, because you're offering, or should be offering, things they want and can't really get elsewhere. Very great points there. Um, take those into consideration, musicians. If you want to grow your following into uh, you know, something more than a casual following, into really committed fans, that's the way to do it. Number nine, what keeps you opening other people's e-newsletters? And she said the same things that I try to put in mind. Humor, personal stories, and early access slash discounts to music slash shows slash merch. And how can we find you? She said you can find her at roxycopeland.com. That's R-O-X-I-C-O-P-L-A-N-D.com. And all the usual socials as well on Twitter and Insta at roxycopeland. Facebook, Roxy Copeland fan page, and Spotify. Or if you'd just like to sign up for her email list directly, go to roxycopeland.com slash hashtag contact. So there you go. Thank you, Roxy. Great answers to all of those questions. The next person I asked was Jesus Villa, who we recently spoke with and, and interacted with on one of our Sunday brunch surprise events. And uh, in one of... And, and in uh, before we talked with him and worked with him at the, that event, I met with him actually a couple different times for various reasons. And I think it was in our first meeting, he asked me, you know, point blank. He's like, hey, would you mind if, um, if I uh, asked you to sign up for my e-newsletter? And I was like, sure, love it. I love seeing what people are doing for their e-news. We have an e-newsletter for our Wisconsin Music Ventures program. I love seeing what other people are doing. I get ideas from that. Um, and I just, I just love getting news from people. I love following people that way. It's, uh, it's not common, I think, for, for musicians to do that. So I'm glad to support people that way. Again, the question, how long have you been doing an e-newsletter? 
he said consistently since May 2020. I tried keeping up with a mailing list in past years, but it became a priority when gigs were canceled due to COVID, and I needed other ways to keep my fans engaged. So very, very smart move. Very well said, and uh, thank you for being candid about that, Jesus. Uh, why did you start using an e-newsletter? Uh, he said, I was trying to grow ambassadors, those fans who were more than fans, who wanted to get more deeply involved and help further my career. The e-newsletter was a way to share more detailed content than social media and also better see who is engaging at that deeper level, i.e. who is opening and reading the emails, clicking on the links, etc. Yes, you can see all of that. As summer went on and more and more people were leaving Facebook, the e-newsletter provided an alternative platform for engaging fans. So yes, a lot of people are not always into social media for various reasons. And this summer we saw um, a number of people leave Facebook and Instagram for social justice reasons, political reasons. Uh, there's a lot of different reasons why social media platforms are constantly changing. And um, all of a sudden, you know, Snapchat's big or TikTok's big. They're changing constantly, but I've never seen an e-newsletter um, get thrown under the bus for some reason or another. And, you know, so all of, and, and, you know, Roxy and, and the next musician I'm going to read from, they've been doing theirs for 10 years. They've never had to change that. So you can keep consistent with your e-newsletter while these other social media outlets may change. Um, why not? Why not stick with this? So going on, um, what program do you prefer to use? Have you tried others and why did you settle on the one that you use? He says, I, I use MailChimp. I've also used Constant Contact in the past. MailChimp is cheap and easy to use, but with advanced features if you need them. And he says, to be honest, I don't use half of MailChimp's features. Good to know. Number four, what is the best way to collect email addresses for you? He said, I really believe people need to freely give you their email addresses. Most of the emails on my mailing lists were collected at house concerts. I have had people sign up through my website. Bandcamp and Noise Trade collect fans' emails when they download your music. That's actually how I got a number of international folks on my mailing list. Finally, when I connect to bloggers, journalists, DJs, influencers, or others through networking, I always ask if I can add their emails to my mailing list. And he said, I believe that's how you got on my mailing list, Allison. That is correct. Number five, how, how regularly do you send out messages at a set interval, etc.? He said, I send them out at the beginning of each month, usually on the weekend. Number six, why is an e-newsletter important to you? To me, a good newsletter helps you get to know the artist as a person. It's like he or she is letting you in on the journey they are going through. Number seven, what do you view as most important when crafting your e-newsletter? He said, I think the story you're telling fans is most important. I approach mine like a journal, sharing what I'm thinking about and working on that month. I also think every newsletter needs an ask, ideally a unique ask in each newsletter. Finally, I like using the newsletter as a way to provide exclusive content to some of your biggest fans. It's like rewarding them for getting all the way through your newsletter. Number eight, how is an e-newsletter announcement different than other social media? Again, it's the deeper dive. Most social media posts are gig or release announcements or quick engagement pieces such as memes or jokes. The newsletter is for people who want to know more about you. Number nine, what keeps you opening other people's e-newsletters? He said, these, there are only a small handful of artist newsletters I regularly open. 
They're the ones that don't just list tour dates or release dates, but tell me something about what the artist is experiencing on a more personal level. And where can we find more information on Jesus? JesusViaSings.com J-E-S-U-S-V-I-L-L-A Sings.com There you go. And he's also on social media. Facebook for sure. I'm not as sure about the other platforms, but definitely Facebook. All right, and last but not least, Carmen Nickerson is actually going to be the next interview subject that we hear from. But she's also got a wonderful e-newsletter that I have been receiving since we first started working with her. And uh, and you can tell that it gets use, that people people love following her. She has such a genuine personality. And when she is at a show, when she is talking with people after a show, she does ask people to um, support her by getting on her e-newsletter. And just the way she she talks with people and engages with them, it is not hard to want to follow her and to want to go to her next show. She's just delightful, and, and you'll hear that in the next interview. But here are her answers now. How long have you been using an e-newsletter for yourself? She said, honestly, I don't remember, so it's been a while, over 10 years. Why did you start? She wanted to build her audience. She said, I knew it was important to do my part to bring people out to the venue. Oh my gosh, that um, that builds off of one of our previous episodes. Who Who is responsible for the promotion, the venue or the musician? Um, it's always important to do your part. And thank you for using this time <laughs> to reiterate that, Carmen. Uh, so she's always doing that. That is very true. Uh, number three, what program do you prefer to use? Have you tried others? She said, I use eye contact. That's the only one I've used. I heard really good things about them, and they've been great. Wonderful customer service, which is getting more and more rare these days. They they will help you with any questions you have, including design issues. Uh, number four, what is the best way in your mind to collect email addresses for your email newsletter? She said, I like to get to know the people who come to my show and then ask them personally if they'd like to receive my newsletter. I have also put out a clipboard at my shows where people can write down their email address. Um, I think she brings up another great point there, which I kind of touched on earlier, is that she gets to know the people at her shows. Make sure you're doing the rounds at your shows and saying hi to the people who have taken time out of their day or their night to come see you. Um, Some people do that. Many people do that. But uh, what she does is super smart. Not only is she saying hi to them, she's saying, hey, would you mind following me beyond this show by checking out my email newsletter? Uh, and they will. More than likely they will. They may not always say yes, but odds are very good that if she has made that personal connection after the show, they will. They will remember that and they will open that e-newsletter. Number five, how regularly do you send out your messages? She said, lately I've been sending them out once a month, but we'll do more if there's a special show or project. Number six, why is an e-newsletter important for you? She said, I want my friends and fans to know where I'm singing so they can come out to the show. I like to make it easy for people to see where I'm performing. Number seven, what do you view as most important when crafting your e-newsletter? She said, I like to have nice colors and images that pop. I try and keep it simple and not get too wordy since I feel people have a short attention span these days. And she said, myself included. (laughs) Hey, I'm with you. And it is important to keep them, you know, concise enough. 
it, it is possible to get too long with them. Number eight, how is an e-newsletter announcement different than other social media? She said, I feel it might be more personal. And there's an answer that's been consistent amongst all three of these. Most people on a newsletter have chosen to sign up for it instead of just seeing a Facebook or other social media post. What keeps you opening other people's e-newsletters? She said, honestly, it's usually because I know the person. I want to see what they're up to because they are my friend. And how can we find more information on Carmen? CarmenNickerson.com, C-A-R-M-E-N-N-I-C-K-E-R-S-O-N.com. And she is also out there on social media. Carmen Nickerson, thank you for answering those questions. Carmen, Jesus, Roxy, you are all rock stars in my book. I know that term gets overused and abused, but hey, I mean it. You're singer-songwriting, songwriting rock stars, and I appreciate all you've done in answering these questions for us. I think a lot of people out there will find this invaluable. So thanks so much. I appreciate also the rock star patron who is out there for this episode, Coco Cooper of Waukesha, Wisconsin. We could not do any of our work with the Wisconsin Music Ventures as well as the Musicians Venture podcast without our patron support so thank you coco you're amazing we love you we love all our patrons have a great day everyone thanks for listening the musicians venture podcast is hosted by allison m recorded at podcast town in wauwatosa wisconsin produced by shannon coulard with theme music written and performed by mike newmeyer thanks again